come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I want the viewers to know that all this time the name Clegg has just been short for cow leg. <laughs> with <David laughs> Dylan. I just bought 150 pounds of flour today, and I don't care who knows it. And Dewey Cassidy. I bought coffee this morning, and I ran into a friend who knows I don't drink coffee, and they're like, isn't Newman a little late for coffee for you? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And I've spent the past eight hours slowly going insane. And I'm your dungeon master, Alex Wolfson. It's a spicy one today. (laughs) Let's jump in. When we last left off, you met at the Mossy Marsh to try and boost Tile's confidence ahead of the mayoral election. Albert Penis suggested killing a dragon, which prompted a visit from Alistair Turtle, who offered to take you dragon hunting. Perhaps wisely, fearing your own actual death, because I, the DM, would kill you, you decide instead to visit (laughs) Tile's father to sort out his family issues. The visit to Boldfellow Manor goes poorly. Tile's dad is a commanding and belittling old man. He outlasts Albert in a poopy toilet smell-off and throws you out of the house, (laughs) though not before Jeremiah steals two family portraits, a happy one from before Tile's birth and an angry one after. And Clegg Tumstool flips out on old porcelain bold fellow, telling him off dramatically and very profanely and encouraging Tile to do the same. And outside, you fill Tile with a violent rage and have him destroy a window. You began campaigning for Tile around town, then met up in Missing Chair Square as a standoff between all the candidates unfolded, each candidate for mayor in their own corner. You pushed Tile out in front and had him announce a debate and fashion show to be held in just seven days. And that is where we pick up today. I would like to push back on the phrase poopy toilet standoff. <laughs> He's clearly sitting. Oh, to, <laughs> okay, well, to clarify, I would just like to say that it was not a poopy toilet because that's disgusting. That's not the sort of humor I traffic in. Albert did enchant the toilet using his artificer or whatever the fucks to uh, make it smell really bad in there. It was a bit of a misleading phrase by our DM, but I won't stand for it. <laughs> it was a smell only Poopy toilet smell off. Poopy toilet uh, again, smell. The, the word poopy, there was no poop. It was it was a putrid smell that I actually did not define. It could have smelled like rotten fruit. It could have smelled like a really strong perfume that was perhaps too floral. We don't know. Roll back to the tapes. What did the tapes say? <laughs> and I'm going to make the bathroom by touching the... I'm going to make the toilet smell <laughs> like shit. Like the worst shit <laughs> you've ever smelled. <laughs> oh, well, you yeah. know, fuck off. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> And as Albert Penis quits the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) and as you all wake up, you head outside and you see another worrying sign. Out front of City Hall, mail is backed up, pouring out of a window on the first floor of the building. It seems like the mail is no longer being serviced anymore in Chester's chair given the prolonged bankruptcy. And and once again, a thought strikes you. If this goes on too long, more and more essential services will be shutting down. And as you all meet up, you see a small halfling girl 
she is holding in her hands a newspaper. She's dressed like a little newsie with a cute cap, a vest, very poorly fitting hand-me-down khakis. And she holds a hold this paper out and says, Election edition! Election edition! I'm come by your papers! Election! Well, you appear to be a young halfling child. May I perchance take that newspaper from you? Oh, yes! Um, here, it's just one copper piece. Ah, one copper piece. Thankfully for you, I'm currently flush with cash. And as you unfold this newspaper and read it, across the top it says, Murgo's Monthly Election Edition, Candidate Popularity Polls. And you see a list of all the candidates for mayor in order of popularity. Number one, Gaudron Werp. <gasps> Number two, Fent Cherry Stone. Three, Jilrana Thistletop. Then, Fenea Vorn. Tile Boldfellow Jr. and Tile Boldfellow Sr. And in last, Panty Puncher. Okay, this appears to be some sort of list of popularity for mayoral candidates, but I'm a bit confused because Jorana Thistletop seems to be on this list. Well, she's... She's been running this whole time. What? She's running. Wait, Jorana's running. Are you telling me that... (laughs) Are you going to pull this off, Albert? You're outside. (laughs) Are you telling me that I'm going to be forced to conspire against the woman that I have known for quite a long time? And, uh... There's a brief moment where um, there's like a little boy um, next to a, like a vendor's <laughs> cart down the street from us. And there's a brief moment where he's able to steal some money from the cart person while um, he's like w- reaching for his bag. But it's a brief window. And I'm going to look <laughs> at that window. And I'm just going to start singing. Mamma Jackson, Pertrin Mares. Mamma Jackson, Pertrin. Grazing up and down my dreams. Nothing less than 16 hand. Does this happen all the time? Drag my- does this happen all the time? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I was lost. Yes, there he, he does this quite moment. often. Oh, okay. um, do what? Is is Tile with us? Yeah, Tile is, it, it comes running up to meet you. Tile, have you seen the paper? Um, what? No. Ah, what? Oh, we're losing. Yes, and it does appear that rhubarb stocks are down, but that's unrelated. <laughs> and Gaudron Werp is winning. What? It almost sounds like there's some collusion with the pole masters and Galdron Warp. <laughs> oh you little girl, did you? T- and the girl goes, "Oh, oh, what?" Well, no, this not one? not her, not oh, her. Tile, tile. <laughs> it is not a good look for your campaign to harass children. Let's leave her They're alone. Supposed to kiss children. Clegg said, "Express myself, and I'm going to express my feelings." Tile, I said that just about your dad. You don't have to go ape on everyone here. The little girl starts to cry. I'm a budding journalist. I thought. Oh, no, hey, hey, there you are. You're oh. okay, little girl. Hey, don't worry. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you know what? I have something for you. What? And I'm going to reach my pocket, and it's a diagram of somebody being trampled <laughs> by a horse. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? <laughs> uh, so, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. This normally works very well oh. with tile. Oh. Albert, actually, looking at this girl closer now, you recognize her. Jeremiah, you recognize her too. This little girl you last saw running around Orda's house during the Christmas special. She is an orphan. And she goes, this was going to be my big ticket out of here. I just want to be a journalist so bad. An orphan, of course. Look, you are going to be a great journalist. All right. And I'm sorry that you had this upsetting interaction. And um, how would you like to be adopted? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Really? How would you like to be adopted? today oh my god oh my god really mister that's right what was your name murgo 
Well, now it's Murgo Penis. <laughs> Murgo Penis? That's right. Does it have to be? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it could, it could be just penis, but I, I'm assuming you'd like to keep your first name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Murgo, I'm going to give you a sack of gold. I don't know how much you cost, but I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give you a bag of, uh, let's say, uh, 60 gold. I'm going to give you 60 gold. You bring this to whatever child merchant currently owns you, and then uh, I'll take you home. This is so much money. I'm, I guess I'll, I'll go give it to Orda. Yes, give it to Orda. Is Orda in charge of you? Um, She looks after me. Great. Give it to Orda and tell her that, Madam, today I'm a penis. Okay. Okay, mister. Where should I meet you? Penis curiosity. If I'm not home, just wait for me and then maybe brush off some turtles that are walking by. Okay. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm going to change my column from Murgo's Monthly to... I'm going to do it more often. It'll be Murgo's Medaily. That's a wonderful name, my child. Now go. Ah! And she'll run down the street excited. And I guess you've adopted the job. Wait, Albert, you didn't even you didn't even ask if she had any sort of resistances or if she was powerful against other certain types, what her move set was, if she could only tail whip <laughs> or if she could tackle. Look, there's an aged saying, strong orphans, weak orphans. These are foolish no- notions. A true master wins with his favorites. Now, Tile, uh? this is for hurting my daughter and I'm going to smack him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tile. Yes. What happened that we're starting at, you know, square one for learning how to be a person? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't really know how to answer that, Clegg. We have to just get along with people. We can be mad at our dads, but we've got to we've got to rise through the numbers. We're not doing so hot right now. Sounds like Clegg needs to adopt Tile. I don't want to live with Clegg. Are you picking a fight with me? You are picking a fight with me, and I'm no longer taking that. Kyle, no. no, no Kyle, no, no, you're no. out of control. No one will keep me down. I will burn this place to the ground if I have to. I'm going to hold Tile back and be like, you're going to be fired as my assistant if you are if you don't cool the fuck down right now. I'm ready for the debate. Oh, God. I don't think so. Not even close. <laughs> you might be too ready. Tile, I think we need to blow off some steam and learn what it's like to be human again. And the only place that we can do that in this town is the Lesser Auric Restoration and Rehabilitation Center. <laughs> the place with the bulls? <laughs> they're aurochs. And if you don't remember from the last talent show, they're pretty good. Maybe they will teach you how to love again. I don't see how this is related to anything, but okay. <laughs> At the very least, it'll help you blow off some steam before the debate. All right. Is that is that it? Off to the lesser yeah. horror rescue. Hell yeah, it is. Sure. I'm excited to see. How, I don't really know what, what Chelsea means by having him blow off steam. No, nope, me bowls, neither. But I'm excited to find out. <laughs> Puzzled looks cross your faces as you wander <laughs> through the streets of the Reed District. Out past the wide homes, um, you see various tough-looking figures, hunters, rangers, sausage makers hard at work here in the streets of the reed district until you reach the outer edge to the northern side and there the reed district slowly fades into grasslands grassy fields and set up on one of the largest adjacent to the town is a large farm an animal rescue you see that a a large wooden gate surrounds a barn and out front you see three lesser aurochs. A lesser auroch is about one-third the size of a regular auroch, which is like a massive bull. These are about the size of a large dog. Whoa. 
You see that two of them look to be kind of healthy. One of them has a, a arm and a cast and is kind of limping along, trying to play with the others. And you see two sexy vets, Suday <laughs> and Malil Basha, two humans in their 20s. They're both wearing like denim suspenders, standing out in the mud, large work boots on. Suday has a rope above his head and he's throwing it out and the aurochs are jumping through it majestically, like an agility course. What would you like to do? Clegg's going to take Tile by the hand and march straight up to um, Sudan and Malil Vasha and say, this guy has lost himself and we've come to the Lesser Auroch Restoration and Rehabilitation Center so that we may all find ourselves again. And Suday is the first to turn over. He pulls the gorgeous locks out of his face, looks at all of you and says, another one. Well, come on, little buddy. He'll grab Tile by the hand, pull him in, say, get down on all fours and jump around like all the rest of them. <laughs> and Malil will say, no, no, no. Oh, we're just joking around here. We're just joking around. You're Tile Boldfellow, right? And you're all the party planning committee. It's nice to meet you. I'm Malil. This is my brother, Suday. We are no longer the party planning committee. We are the political party planning <laughs> committee. Right, the PPC. Well, in any case, uh, it, it's real nice to have y'all out here. Now, I see in this man's face, and she looks at Tile. Tile's taking his shirt off, getting into the ring here. He's wearing, like, cargo pants. He has mud that he splattered onto his face, like camo print. Tile's gone full apocalypse now. He's, like, out and <laughs> he's, he's crazed. Yeah, we kind of fucked up with him. We don't really know. Somewhere along the line, we did something wrong. Little time out on the farm, hanging out with all these others. I think it's good medicine for not just the aurochs, but for us humans, too. Have you heard of Tiled Boldfellow? Well, they did say his name oh. <laughs> mere moments ago. We know Tile. <laughs> well, why aren't you voting for him? Look, he's he's a patron of the Lesser Auroch Re- Rescue and Rehabilitation Center. <laughs> yes, he's eating grass. Yeah, he's munching grass. <laughs> he gets off and he's like scaring another Auroch off the off the grass, <laughs> trying to assert dominance. Well, old Tile here needs a little little reset, little rest and reset. He can get that at the rescue and rehabilitation. We'll we'll watch him for a week. You know, maybe you come back, he has an egg or something. <laughs> he might have leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we place him with a female tile, will we expect an egg? <laughs> yeah, you could get an egg. Before we depart, did, did you have something else you wanted him to do while he was here? No, I just think he needed help here. And I think this is this is a healing place for him. As you look over to tile... You see, uh, he's been cornered by the three lesser orcs. They have him backed against the wall of the barn. And he's, like, taking turns at, like, snapping at each of them and while the three orcs kind of dodge him. And they're playing, and he's not playing. The thing about communication is that we are all just animals deep down inside. And the sooner that Tile knows that, the better he'll be at the debate. Religiously, I think that deep down inside, I'm a smaller man controlling me, but I do agree with Clegg. <laughs> As a child, the only living creature I had to speak to was a canary in my parents' home. And, you know, time spent with a critter is maybe the best time of all. And once Tile learns that, maybe he'll be a better person. Or at least he'll be more like an Oroch. And if he gets humpy, don't be afraid to use a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll take good care of him. You can leave him with us. He's going to learn something. I don't know what that is, but when you see him, he'll have learned something. She'll say, oh, boys, get off him, get off him. And she, you look over and the aurochs have piled on top of Tile. He's like being smushed into the mud as they kick him. She'll go over and scare him all off and pick him, pick him up. We'll wave our goodbyes. Bye, Tile. Have fun. We'll pick you up soon. Ah!
Well, I'd better go to the feed store and pick up some child food since I am now a father. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Walking back into town, walking through the streets of the Reed District, you hear commotion. <laughs> Loud grumbling and boom, boom, rhythmic thumping on tables. Agreement. You look over to your side. You see venison. What was originally a small row of hunters' homes has transformed over time into an open-air market for cured meats, cheeses, and hunting supplies. A small patio area adjacent to the market is a popular lunch spot for local leather workers. But today, it is being used by the Finea Vorn campaign. You see Finea Vorn standing on top of a picnic table. She's surrounded by her compatriots, muscular men and women, hunters, rough, rough-and-tumble folk. You see James Brogan, muscle-bound, bald, tattooed. There's an empty space next to her for Mr. Fish, who uh, seems to be busy right now. And Finea Vorn is... You can barely make it out from this distance, but she seems to be giving them all jobs, preparing for the debate next week. What would you like to do? I think we should at least butt our heads in a little, yeah, just to see what the competition's like. We must know what our opponents are thinking in order to counter them. All right, so it seems that we're going to be marching into our enemy's debate space, but I do have one thought. So the three of us, as the PPC, formerly Party Planning Committee, are a bit conspicuous. Perhaps we should engage in some sort of disguise to not draw attention. Perhaps we should all stack upon one another to create some sort of super person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jeremiah will just, he'll, he's just going to start rubbing dirt, mud, and hay on his face to uh, look a little bit more feral as we're walking in. As Jeremiah is rubbing dirt on himself, you see Clegg for a moment and then she's gone, Ooh. casting invisibility. I'm going to retreat my body into my suit and roll over as if I am a garbage can. And then slowly, or very, I'm going to walk over as quietly as possible next to one of the tables and then just shrink upon myself and become a, a great the appearance of a garbage can. So, Albert, are you using your stealth mode of your arcane armor for this? Stealth mode activated. I'm going to activate my stealth mode. Ooh. I'm going to roll. And I got a 20, so I'm good. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and you get oh, advantage, yeah. but you, is that a natural Don't 20? need it. It's a nat 20. Amazing. Yeah. Well, no, I have, a, I have a plus three, so I think it's 17. Okay. And how does your arcane armor look different when it changes from guardian mode to infiltrator mode? Sure. So <laughs> the guardian mode looks kind of like a trash can, like specifically the dome trash cans, but the infiltrator mode literally looks like a trash can, so the armholes completely disappear. <laughs> rather than being thick, it's a lot thinner and slimmer. So it literally does just look like a big bronze trash can with a flap in the front. And uh, it does have little legs, but what's cool about the legs is that they extend slightly so that when I need to go in stealth mode, I can, I can, uh, what's the word? Like when your testicles go back up? Retract? Retract, yeah. Oh, so it's like note. they can retract, <laughs> I can retract it back into the suit and then I. Uh, your legs turn into um, testicles and, and then they go up into you. <laughs> yeah. It's similar. If you've ever seen Toy Story, it's like when uh, Buzz and Woody are the food container and the drink, respectively. So they walk up with their little yeah, legs yeah. and if somebody sees them, they drop down. Oh, that's down good. Like that. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Yeah. So Clegg seems to have gone invisible. Jeremiah is just covered in mud. And Albert Penis is in stealth mode, rolls in at 20. Jeremiah, are you, um, do you, do you, are you trying to pass yourself off as a member of the Root District? Or are you just... Yeah. I'm going to pass myself off as a member of the ground. <laughs> I'm, I'm passing myself as a member of the ground, which is the root district. Oh, oh, oh. sick burn. Oh. Okay, go ahead and make a performance check then. And Clay, go ahead and make a stealth check. Also, advantage, because you're invisible. 15. Uh, 18. As the three of you approach 
this gathering of Thaneavorn's followers, we see essentially one man walk up who looks just like he's late to the party. A conveniently located trash can always in arm's reach away from him. And uh, very faintly, the footprints in the dirt of a very stealthy halfling. And you're all able easily to overhear the Vorn campaign. She says, We all need jobs, okay? Everyone on the day. Someone needs to be the moderator. If, if we don't claim that quickly, then one of those dang party planning committee folks is going to get it. Someone needs to do my hair and makeup. Remember, this is also a fashion show. <laughs> we need crowd control. Someone to hype up the crowd, make sure that they're paying attention. We also need a speech writer. I need help just coming up with the words, okay? I'm not so good with words. Someone in the audience chimes in. What about distraction? We distract the other candidates during their speeches. And another person. Or what if we sabotage their whole speech? We break them, cause them to fail in front of everyone. Fenea Vorn will shoot those down. No, we play fair. I'm stronger than all the other candidates. I don't need (laughs) tricks. I need only... And she flexes for them. My arm. And they all go, Vorn, 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 Vorn. And as you creep away, you are left with an understanding. Certain jobs that should be met to prepare for and during the debate. Once again, those are moderator, hair and makeup, crowd control, speech writing, distraction duty, and sabotage. The last two, of course, are optional. And I will say, the amount that these things help tile vary across the different jobs. Some have higher or lower DCs, and some could backfire if they fail. What would you like to do as we montage through the next few days preparing for the debate? Well, I think I should be crowd control due to the fact that this is where I've worked for my most of my life. I know all the ins and outs, and I believe that I could keep all the candidates and the crowd safe uh, and make sure that this debate runs smoothly. Sounds like a great idea. I agree, Jeremiah. I'm fine with doing the hair and makeup. I think that was what Clegg was sort of gravitating towards. I'll, I'll be the speechwriter. I will write the speech as needed. Oh, sorry, I'm still in the trash can. Well, that's settled, and I will write the speech as needed. I have quite a bit of a way with words, as one might say. So, oh, no, sir, sir, I am not. Ah, 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 that's real garbage. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Someone's banging on the lid. (laughs) So gross. I'll write the speech. So we have. Jeremiah on crowd control, Clegg Tumpsel on hair and makeup, Albert Penis on speech writing, and which one of you will serve as the moderator? Well, Clegg, we need to get the youth's vote out there because only 10% of Chester's chair tends to turn out in the elections, and the youth are always severely underrepresented. Do you think you'd be able to maybe drum up some, some youth vigor by moderating this? Yeah, I think I can cause a ruckus with some of the Tower Schoolhouse kids. I don't know if they're old enough to vote, but I would be glad to moderate. I think what this is the voting be... age in town? Six? <laughs> is it six? Seventeen. Okay, never mind. Um, yes, I'll moderate. I will have an army of small children uh, helping me every step of the way. Oh, don't you have a ward? Yeah, I do. I am a little nervous to bring him around because we've been drinking. <laughs> 
and also <laughs> he's uncontrollable, but he will come for this. I think it will be good for him and for me. I do think it's funny how Clegg's two charges in uh, Tile and Jackson Fisher are so prone to egomania. Like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings it out. That is Clegg's influence, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and with the jobs decided, we will take our break. Whoa! And we will be back Ooh. in a few with the debate. Bye-bye. And as we return, we fly over Missing Chair Square, dressed to the nines for a debate. Now, normally for special events, the flowers are manicured, the seats are laid out evenly, but without Tile Boldfellow working for the government, things are kind of in disarray. The seats are haphazard, there's whole sections that are now standing, the flowers and maintenance has not been well done, the stage is constructed but leans slightly to one side, and there's five podiums set out, and then some people hurriedly set up a makeshift sixth podium to accommodate all of the speakers. Seems like things are not running quite as smoothly with the bankruptcy and without real leadership. And as all the candidates gather backstage with their confidence, you have a moment with Tile and Money Boy to set the plan before taking the stage. What would you like to do? Well, Tile, are you reformed now? I reached an inner peace out there on the farm that I've never had before. Nothing matters, and I mean that literally. All we need to do is eat hay, shit where we want, and jump through a lasso if a man whips it in front of you. There's nothing else in life. You know, in hindsight, it may have been a good idea to have Tyler come back one day before the debate as opposed to uh, one hour. You see elsewhere, someone blows a whistle and Tyler rigidly stands up. Oh, sorry. Forgot. Hmm. I have quite my work cut out for me as the speech writer here. Oh, Albert, thank you for writing my speech. I haven't thought in words in a full week <laughs> i've only thought food jump run sleep and just the concepts of those <laughs> all right tyler give me give me one moment i'm gonna walk backstage and procure two small bins like trash cans okay i want you to picture in your mind these two bins the one in my left hand we're gonna call normal shit <laughs> the one in my right hand is weird shit <laughs> Now, whenever you think something before it comes out of your mouth, file it into one of these buckets. If it files in the normal shit one, great. Say it all you want. Right. If it's weird shit, put it in there and dump it. Forget about it. So, for example, what you just said, that's in the weird shit bucket. We don't gotta, we don't gotta say that one. That, no, that's the weird shit button. So leave it in there, and we'll win this election. How about the oats taste better after Scrumbus has barfed them up? <laughs> Oh my god. Now, I was going to stop you at eating oats, but now I am curious what Scrumbus is. <laughs> What's a Scrumbus? Scrumbus is my friend. He snuggles me at night and keeps me warm. And he's the best jumper of all of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what have we done? So, Tyle, I think it's great that you love peace, but you're not an auric. You're a person. My being has been so broken down, I'm willing to do anything clegg oh god who do you want me to be we're huddling we're huddling the three of us are huddling all right so in hindsight perhaps picking a moldable candidate may have been a mistake because this candidate is a bit too moldable it seems he will turn into anything we ask 
this is great. He is perfectly trainable. And what we need to do is incorporate his Arak training into his speeches and use them as cues in order to elicit the response that we want from Tile. Okay. Mostly I thought you were excited because you're keeping him in your house and he was potty trained. But yes, this is good news. <laughs> I, I'm very happy that he's going to become better friends with my horse, Anthony. Um, however, oh, we, we can we can agree to disagree on that. <laughs> but anyway, nobody needs to befriend your horse. Anthony needs needs as many friends as possible. He is a very sociable horse. That's a, <laughs> he will never die. Oh, all right. So how do we go about uh, sort of... Uh, providing him with these cues because uh, right now if we do any of these cues he's probably going to shit himself or maybe charge an opponent and i feel like neither of those though i am always surprised uh will do much good on the uh, debate stage i guess we need some oats a whistle maybe a lasso maybe he could do a backflip now that i think is a good idea and in fact he should do several backflips especially when punctuating points i think that'll win over <laughs> a lot of our audience okay <laughs> Tyle, you're not supposed to be in the huddle. Oh, <laughs> have you been here the entire time? I stuck up. I bye. <laughs> okay. Oh, Penny Newt, you neither. Get out of here. Oh, I just didn't have anyone helping me. I'm nervous for my debate too. Bye. Okay. Is anybody else in here that we should know about? Money boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You he comes stay. up from beneath you. He's standing in the middle. Ah. <laughs> uh, now, Money Boy, as we remember, when you're around people right now, you're referred to as Tile Bullfellow Senior. Tile Bullfellow. Senior. Okay, that actually was pretty good. Yeah. So do you want to be on stage with everyone? No, no, absolutely not. We do not. <laughs> but then they won't know that we're a father and son duo. You know, I don't want you on stage because I'm worried about what you do. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, you may be just as dangerous as Tyler right now. So oh. This could be a wash. Albert, I was meaning to ask you: if you're the speechwriter, how are you going to give Tyler secret messages? Do you perhaps have a spell of some kind? Do I perhaps have a spell? Yeah, <laughs> nope, you don't. I looked. Okay. You gotta stop. Gotta, oh, I have catapult. I could shoot toast into the crowd Ooh. at violent speeds. No, 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 sir, sir. No, I'm not in stealth mode. But it's a. Tr uh, where else nope. am I supposed to put it? I don't know. Not here. Albert, if you're already in a trash can, I bet you could go up on stage as a trash can and it wouldn't be out of place at all. You could whisper to him through the slot. That is quite an idea, Clegg, and I must say quite an ingenious idea. And I think that is what we shall do. And the last thing to prepare for the debate is, of course, the fashion show element. So, Clegg, what are you, how are you dressing tile? Well, the role that Clegg has is called hair and makeup, and it's been known that tile doesn't have hair. So what Clegg's gone and done is she's gotten, like, a little costume wig and is putting it on Tile's now gentle head and is casting minor illusion on it so that it looks like it's flowing in the wind. Oh my gosh. We'll also cast distort value on his clothes to make them just look a little bit nicer. And I think given sort of the reaction of the town during the Queen's visit, it glows up in little like neon little lines all around the suit. So it looks a little snazzier. Great. Tile now back in his mayoral suit, the curves of it accented by your distort value. His hair blowing for one minute at a time, then stopping until it blows again. He's glowing. His hair is blowing. He's, he looks good. He's curvy. <laughs> He's curvy. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead and roll a general charisma check, please. <laughs> so that's funny. So my charisma check is a seven. 
but I will portent it to a 16. Oh, all right. Whoa. Kyle looks pretty sharp. Kyle looks pretty sharp. I'd like to imagine that Clegg just has incredibly poor taste and it looks incredibly tacky, but somehow manages to pull it off at the last minute. Love it. Hair and makeup finished. We fly over to the crowd to Jeremiah Jill Sinkley, who is working his crowd control. Jeremiah, what are you doing? So Jeremiah is burning spell slots. He has been he's taken spells that nobody in their right mind <laughs> would ever want on their character. So first he does uh, detects poison and disease as a ritual. Uh, so he's walking back and forth throughout the entire perimeter. So for the duration, you can sense the presence and location of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet of me. Um, and does anything ping? Great. No, uh, no, nothing lights up. Okay. So he that's his first detail. The second one uh, is he casts detect evil and good it says for the duration i know if there is an aberration celestial elemental fey fiend or undead within 30 feet of me as well as where the creature is located walking through the crowd again nothing comes up actually your own body lights up very faintly as you are a descendant of a celestial he kind of looks at it and says, Did you know that before yeah that, i mean asimars as a race are uh are cel- part celestial beings an ass in their name yeah. <laughs> uh so other than that jeremiah is running all over the place um he's interrogating people he's this is another one of those situations where he hasn't had this type of unfettered power before jeremiah is going up to people and said what did you eat for breakfast <laughs> what what did you eat for breakfast oh god man um oatmeal Oatmeal, oatmeal, oatmeal. Hmm. I don't. Well, what what happened? Where did you get this oatmeal? Do you work here? I am the security detail. You have like a little badge that you've made yourself. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like in a in a very Ron Swanson esque. Uh, I could do whatever I want. Piece of paper, but it, mm. it's just like a it, it's a, a star and uh, it has a picture of it's like a stick figure and they're just they just have a thumbs up, <laughs> but we don't really know who that stick figure is or <laughs> what. Great, go ahead and roll a deception check real quick. Absolutely, eighteen. Oh yeah, this guy goes. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, officer. It, it wasn't oatmeal. It was pancakes. I'm sorry. Jeremiah has some cop glasses on and he kind of brings them down. He says, <laughs> move along, sir. Thank you. He'll shuffle out nervously. <laughs> Jeremiah, in your expert crowd work, you can subtly shift the audience to pay attention to Tile, making Ooh. sure he has a good position, make sure people are eyes up on him. Go ahead and make, let's call this an intimidation check. Yeah. Can I do that by uh, casting light as a cantrip? on oh yeah um tile in order to make it so he's he's kind of radiates and gets people's attention yeah like he has a spotlight no one else has it exactly exactly totally um 11 and 11 great a handful of extra folks who maybe weren't paying attention to tile now are going to be more inclined to listen to tile all all these things that you're doing so far are lowering the dc that tile has to hit to successfully win over some folks in the crowd And with all the preparations set, uh, the candidates line up at the edge of the stage, ready to take the stage. And the moderator, Clegg Tumstool, is first to come out. Clegg, uh, do you have any opening comments? Welcome, citizens of Chester's Chair. 
I'm your moderator, Clegg Tomstool. I'm not even from here, by the way. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm actually from Colnox University, from the town of Colnox. That's where I'm from. I only moved here recently. I just want everyone to know that. Anyways, welcome to... (laughs) Anyways, welcome to the town's great debate. Here we'll see a true intellectual battlefield of the minds between our candidates. And here they are. We see Mayor Gowdrin Werp enter the stage. His shirt is unbuttoned too much. Chest hair pours out. He hasn't added anything to his ensemble or dressed up in any way. He's still wearing the, the tattered, worn out suit that he's been wearing the last month as he wallows in his misery. He comes up onto the stage. Boo! Boo! From the audience. And he will roll a performance check. It's a natural four, and Worf is off to a bad start. Does he have enough chest hair to where he could make a chair out of it so it could be a chest hair's chair? <laughs> that's One day, that's what he's working on. The next candidate to take the stage is Jorana Thistletop. She is wearing her same suit, but has clearly had it dry clean. She also wears a flower as a lapel pin and has tied her hair up very professionally. She enters to cheers from her section of the audience, and she'll also roll. Not a great start from Jill Rana, a seven. <laughs> the next is Finea Vorn, wearing a black leather jerkin molded to her buff body through years of wear. Black leather what? Molded to her buff body through years of wear. And a black cape. <laughs> I don't know what a jerkin is. Isn't that a pickle? Everybody's <laughs> rolling poorly today. That's a natural three from Finea Vorn. <laughs> the fashion show is off to a terrible start. <laughs> Fent Sherry Stone comes tumbling out. He's wearing an old suit that he's now too broad for. The seams almost tear as he moves his arms. He still wears his tool belt as well. Seems more comfortable with it. A 12. At least he is expressing himself, says the crowd. (laughs) Penny Pouncer comes out next. Penny is wearing a prairie dress that at first glance looks like kind of quaint. But as you look a little more closely, you can see it's made of silk and perfectly tailored. She also has calfskin boots that have been intentionally distressed. A five. That kind of wealth does not bode well in terms of share. Oh my gosh. This is the worst talent show of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and the last candidate to come out is Tyle Boldfellow Jr. Wearing his suit, bedazzled, his wavy hair blowing in the breeze mysteriously. Before you roll, before you roll, okay. Clegg will cast Druid Craft on the flowers, causing them to open up as he walks. Wow, very cool. The previously Whoa. ignored flowers that were mentioned once is a small detail. And it shows in the roll, because Tile rolls an 18. Wow. And is a stunner. He comes out strutting his stuff, hair. Money boy in the audience. Woo-hoo, that's my boy! That's my boy! Porcelain Boldfellow in the audience, like, <laughs> what? Is happening. The audience, as well, is taken aback by it. Tile does two laps before finding his podium. As people are cheering, hooting, whistling at him, Tile wins the fashion show and is going to get a point for that. Wow. That's my boy. And the candidates settle into their podiums. They each will make a quick opening statement and then turn to questions from the moderator. Mayor Gaudron Werp leans forward, says, my fellow citizens of Chester's Chaya, I am the mayor of this town. Boo! Boo! Ringing out from the audience instantly. I am a philanthropist and... Philanderer. No, no, not a philanderer. Oh, and by the way, actually, 
Albert Penis, please make a stealth check with advantage to get onto the stage <laughs> right. in a trash can. <laughs> stealth check with advantage. Whoops. All right, so the first roll for my stealth check is a 16. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. The second is a 15. Less good. During Tile's big entrance with all eyes on him, you're able to inch your way onto the stage and plant yourself next to Tile's podium. So it looks like he just can throw away trash whenever he needs to. Gaudron work will continue. Now, maybe you folks aren't particularly happy with me at this moment, but I have served the town very well. I'm not a rich man, but I have given everything that I have to this town. Y'all know that to be true. More like philanderer. Jill Rana will pipe in. Your philanthropy is a joke. It's easy to do good when you are rich and powerful, isn't it? Try living that life when you have nothing. The people of the Root District have had too little for too long. As mayor, I will bring holy justice upon our enemies. Those who would explode the weakest of us will be smited. Oh my gosh. A little bit shocked from some intensity from Jorana. Fenea Vorn will chime in. Oh, come on now. We're animals. We kill to eat. All this do-goodery is performative. It's to make you feel better about yourself. We both hunt. If you're stronger, you eat and I starve. If I am, then you do. That's it. Forget this status and stature politics, all of it. You want to see why I should be the mayor? And she'll rip the two sleeves off her leather jerkin, and she's just absolutely shredded. And she'll flex her muscles for the audience. Oh my gosh. Alex, I need you to explain what a jerkin is. (laughs) (laughs) No, we already discussed it. It's a little tiny pickle. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Fenchery Stone chimes in next. Oh, come on now. We can achieve more if we work together, folks. Together. We can build our town's economy. Bring in tourists. Export our fine goods. Put money in our own pockets. If we work hard, if we work precisely, then we can achieve our dreams. Come on, folks. Woo, some cheers from his side. Penny Pouncer will also uh, chime in. Chester's chair is a gold mine. Quaint equals money, folks. If you double the output of all this cute, useless crap that you make, I could make you a fortune. Who here wants to get rich? Some people in the audience starting to kind of agree with Penny Pouncer's message. She'll also pull out a little flower arrangement that she bought in the Root District. She sees Baggy in the audience, pulls out a bag of coins from her pocket, opens it up, says, this is 10 gold pieces, throws it to Baggy. These are worth more than that. If we sell all this junk that you people make, we can make it huge. Are we going to give Clegg an opportunity to say hi to Baggy? I was just about to say, Clegg leans into the microphone while this all goes on and says, Hi, Baggy, through the hi, mic. Clegg. Hi. <laughs> hi. How you doing? I'm good. Your flowers look great. Oh, thanks. You're doing a great job as the moderator. Aw, Baggy, that means a lot to me. Anyways, uh, everyone can hear us right now, so bye, Baggy. Hi. Bye. 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 Here's my sexual rival, Baggy, is in the audience. and last but not least is tile bold fellow albert do you have anything to contribute to tile's message are you gonna let him go um i'm gonna let him go and then just interrupt as necessary great oh wait first i'm gonna first i'm gonna bang on the lid just like very slightly to like get his attention Uh uh-huh tile two buckets don't forget (laughs) two buckets no not that don't say that don't say that don't say that don't say that (laughs) 
Don't say that. <laughs> okay. Tyler, you are talking out loud. I got it. Yeah, the people in the audience are like, what is... Money Boy goes, get up, Sean, you're doing it! <laughs> How does Tyler's dad react to that, by the way? <laughs> Porcelain Boldfellow, again, looks at Money Boy and, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> Tyler will chime in. Chester's chair. I love this place. Good start. I was born here and raised here. I've worked for the town as long as I can imagine. I haven't said this before, but I've essentially been the mayor for the last three years. I really think I can do this job. I want to. I want to make this place better for all of us. I want to improve our lives without sacrificing what makes this place special, without exploiting ourselves. I think that there's a middle way. I think we can do it. I think that middle way is eating grass. No. No, 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 Tile. Tile, Tile, absolutely not. Hold on. Let's. Uh, how about instead of eating grass and uh, jumping through uh, uh, hoops, let's just say the middle way is finding compromise with those who disagree with us. The middle way is finding compromise with those who disagree with us. Like if Scrumbus wants to play with the big ball, but it's your turn. <laughs> and let's say Scrumbus is a metaphor for uh, the weaker parts of our society who need respite from the rich. Scrumbus, of course, is a metaphor for the weaker parts of our society who need respite from the rich. If he wants that big ball... And no horses. And there's no horses. If he wants that big <laughs> ball, but it's your turn to play with it, you can share. You can share, folks. That's my statement. Wow. And with that, it's turned over to Clegg Tumstall for the first candidate question. Before we move on into the first candidate question, I have made a very important promise that I need to uphold before any more political activities can ensue. Like, we'll pause for a moment, look out into the audience. Hi, Jackson. Miss Clegg! Hi! I know her! I know her! <laughs> Remember when I promised you I'd let everyone know? That's my apprentice. It's me! I'm working with her, the coolest cat in town. I'm going to be a wizard strong enough to take down a dragon or a bad guy. Yeah, and with a wizard mentor as great as I am... I'm sure that will happen very soon, Jackson. Okay, moving on to the first candidate question. Miss Clegg for mayor! Oh, Jackson. I'm not even from the town. You can't suggest that. Summer's bounty to me! (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's not about me today. It's about the candidates. But maybe one day. I don't know. Maybe I'll surprise you. Um, What are Chester's chair's budgetary priorities now that we are in the midst of bankruptcy? (gasps) This question is instantly incendiary amongst the candidates. Yeah, why isn't that? Yeah, what's going Fent Sherrystone's voice will ring out a little louder. You know, I'd like to ask that question myself. Mayor Gowdron Werp and Tyle Boldfellow, you both had keys to the vault. What's going on with that? Why haven't the police produced an update? Gowdron Werp will say, Now, nah, folks, don't worry about the money. I'm sure everything's fine. It's just some bureaucratic mix-up. It's not just me that works in City Hall, you know. There's a whole host of folks with names, I'm sure. Wait, Tile, remind them that the bankruptcy happened after you were removed from your post. And again, no horses. And the bankruptcy happened after I was removed from my post and no horses. And don't, fra- don't be afraid to paraphrase. <laughs> and don't be afraid to paraphrase. <laughs> no, do not say that to <laughs> the crowd. Do not say that to the crowd. <laughs> I'm Tile Boldfellow. <laughs> Fenea Vorn also will say, I don't think the police know what they're doing. 
It's been over a yes. week. Yes! Where is the money? Who is even a suspect? The people deserve to know. Joe Ron of Thistletop will say, We've been starved out. The Tower Schoolhouse is going to lose funding. The Root District relies on certain assistance. The Cristado Farms. Oh, I see some of the Cristado Farm members are here today. She'll li- point down Wyman Fall in the audience. <laughs> Wyman Fall. Oh, shit. Looks over. <laughs> he sees Money Boy. He, see, he kind of <laughs> looks at Clegg like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this. And says, <laughs> yes, um, that's, that's certainly, that's certainly a, a problem. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so just, just, to, just to clarify really quick, Porcelain Bullfellow is watching Money Boy yell son <laughs> to this man on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> and Money Boy's son is watching Tile refer to Money Boy as his father. Yeah. <laughs> Both these families have been just sundered. Both Porcelain Bullfellow and Wyman Fall are watching their dad and son betray them. <laughs> This question just seems to have devolved into shouting over each other. What is the next question? Hey, I'm the moderator, so now I'm moderating, so everyone has to listen to me no matter what I say. <laughs> what reaction does that have? Uh, go ahead and make a go ahead and make a performance check or a persuasion check. Ooh, that is a cool nine. Great, yeah, it's just shouting. It's just shouting for now. Now that we've dealt with the hard questions, I'd like to end with a nice question. Of what do you think makes a good mayor? <sighs> the shouting kind of calms down. Peace settles over the audience again. Can Jeremiah do something? Yeah, please. Um, so how big is this stage? Um, it's like 20 feet by like six feet. It's, it's, it's rectangular. Perfect. Whomever is in the middle podium, I want to cast Zone of Truth um which creates a 15 foot radius sphere centered on a point of my choice within range. Ooh. Wow. Then centered on Finea Vorn but encapsulating all of the candidates a zone of truth apparates around them until the spell ends a creature that enters the spell area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a fail save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. An affected creature is aware of the spell and thus can avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond to with a lie. Got it. Then a whole host of charisma checks are coming up. Mayor Werp fails. Dorana fails with a natural one. <laughs> Penea Vorn, natural 20, succeeds. Ben Cherry Stone fails. Penny Pouncer fails. And Tile succeeds with a 17. Oh my gosh. You pissed off your dice. Yeah. <laughs> also, Penea Vorn, whenever there's like a, a whole group of people do this, Penea Vorn's the best at it. Hands down every oh, time. Oh yeah. That happened at the talent <laughs> show yeah. too. Penea Vorn's like the most talented person in Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> All of the candidates except for Vorn and Tile are affected by the zone of truth spell, cannot intentionally tell a lie, and they will take that into account as they answer this question. Gaudron Werp will, will lean in and say, A good mayor is someone who cares about the town. I care about the town a great deal. And it does come out. Wow. Jorana Thistletop will say, A good mayor is one who stands up for those who do not have a voice. For the weak and the downtrodden, that is the job of the mayor. Penea Vorn says, The mayor is basically a figurehead that does absolutely jack shit. We all govern ourselves at the end of the day. The government is a myth. 
Is Money Boy cheering? Yeah, Money Boy goes, hoo, 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 my daughter. <laughs> no, Money, oh, money hoo, Boy. Hoo, hoo. Oh, I forgot. I'm your team. <laughs> ben Cherry Stone will say, the mayor's job is to bring people together to maximize what we can do. We're stronger when we're organized. Penny Pouncer will say, I have no idea what a mayor is. <laughs> <laughs> and Tile will say, The mayor's job is to care about everyone and to do their best to make Chester's chair a better place than they found it. Wow. And also, Nope, Tile. If you sleep under an auroch, you'll get smelly. <laughs> And as all of the candidates have finished their speeches and their fashion show, finished arguing with each other, finished pointing fingers, they will now all make rolls with a modifier influenced by their performance in the debate that will determine their positioning in terms of popularity. Gaujin Werp for real is rolling garbage. He rolls a four and Jesus. his modifier was the worst, which is a minus five. And so he ends up a negative with a negative one. one. Oh my gosh. Jorana Thistletop, sadly, comes in the middle of the pack, but also rolls a four, and we'll stick with that. Benea Vorn has advantage, it doesn't matter. Five and a seven. Wow. Ben Cherrystone, a ten. Penny Pouncer, a seven. Tile Boldfellow, a ten on the dice, and he's going to get a positive modifier of a plus three for a thirteen. Wow. I don't know that it matters that much, but I will portent Ben Cherrystone's roll to a seven. Ooh, okay. Dropping oh down a little. The debate and fashion show is a huge failure. People leave. <laughs> people walk out of the audience grumbling about how there are no good candidates for mayor. The final scores. Tile Boldfellow with a 13. In a tied second place. 7-7-7. Seven, seven, and seven, Finea Vorn, Fent Cherrystone, and Penny Pouncer. <laughs> Behind them, Jorana Thistletop. And in last place, Gaudron Werp with a sweet old negative one. All right, everyone. Thanks for coming to the talent show. We all worked hard here today, especially the moderator. It was not an easy job, but I <laughs> stepped up to the role, even though this is once again, not my town. Anyways, it was great to see you all here. Bye, Baggy. Bye, Jackson, etc., etc. Et um, make sure to vote. Your vote counts. It's important. Uh, vote for Tile if you can. He's <laughs> he's kind of the best, and in my opinion, in this humble moderator's opinion, Tile did the best job and had the best fashion because his hair and makeup artist, who is also me, did a great job. <laughs> Such a moderate moderator. And as people exit, confused, Jeremiah searching them once again. Uh, a man pushing trash in Albert Penis's mouth. <laughs> we have lots of things to answer for next week. Money Boy gets a stern look from two people, Porcelain Boldfellow and his actual son, <laughs> Wyman Fall. And elsewhere, more mail pours out of the front of City Hall as the bankruptcy goes unattended another week. And with that, we will end tonight's session. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Woo. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, DMs, for DMs. Oh, no, that's, that's not my line. It's Jeremiah, my bad, David. No, you could do it. Everybody could thank no. the DM in their own special no, way. David, it's your thing. I'm going to let you do it. All right. All right. <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting backed up. And with that, we will end tonight's session. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you. Wait. Fuck. I fucked it up. <laughs>
And with that, we will end tonight's <laughs> session. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, players, for playing. <laughs> Thanks, DMs, for Thank DMing. you, DMs, for DMing. <laughs> Thank you. If you like the show, like and subscribe. But for real, like, if you're listening on a podcast app, look at it, pull it up, look at it with your eyes, <laughs> click on the button that says rate or review, hit five stars, write something nice, write something that you, you think about the show, take out your Instagram, find Small Town D&D and sub- follow us, look at our website, Google it, think of a friend, share, share it with them. Those things really, really help us. For the listeners, Alex is dripping sweat right now. <laughs> please, please do it! And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs> is that your sign-off? Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Normally we all do that and it's cute. Sure.